0: Welcome to the Thrive Church Podcast. Join us today as we explore the word-giving insightful solutions for day-to-day living. We pray this message encourages you throughout your day. You can also visit www.thrivechurch.me. Now, on to today's message. What you need to understand is where is God taking you back up? Where is he floating you back up to the top? How is that taking place? There's something incredible that I want you to see in this next slide. It's a picture of an iceberg. And so I want you to be able to understand what an iceberg is all about. An iceberg is something that is buoyant. You see, an iceberg is in incredibly frigid waters. It's really cold. But instead of being on the bottom, an iceberg moves straight up. To the top and it sits up at the top and influences the water on the way rather than the water influencing it. Isn't that an incredible thing to be able to understand and to be able to grasp a hold of? I mean, icebergs will sink ships. And wouldn't it be great if our life could be in such a way that we're, we have a deep understanding of God, but at the same time we show up at the surface and we stand at the surface as a testimony of what God is doing? Or if you look at buoyancy, you may think about a buoy. A buoy floats and it sits up at the top of the water and it's something that's buoyant. And that's what I want to present to you today. How do we apply something like that to our lives? And so I want to give you a scripture today that I hope helps in that. It's found in Proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 and 6. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Toward the middle of the Bible. um, I like to say that because we're working with a group of boys in our church and uh, we gave out 12 Bibles a couple of weeks ago. And when we gave them out, I realized that these boys have never opened up a Bible in their life. And it's amazing how many people are in that position have never opened a Bible and they're like, they didn't know where to go. Well, where am I supposed to go here? We said turn to John. They're like at the front. And so that's increasingly becoming true. So if you will, I want to give you a little bit of understanding about the scripture that I'm about to read to you. It's written by a king named Solomon. And he's the guy, this guy, his dad was the one who fought the giant, you know, David, who uh, David and Goliath where he took a stone and he, he slew the giant. This is the guy who took that kingdom. And his dad was like the greatest king in all of the Old Testament, man. He was the man. And understand that this guy walked in to the kingdom in its golden age and doing so well and made it even better. Now, how is it that that took place? He prayed a prayer and he asked God. He said, God, give me wisdom to rule these people. And that prayer was so good that later on in history, we we just went through an inauguration. There was an inauguration later on in history of somebody who took the United States at probably the hardest time to take it. He really didn't even want to be the president. His wife... Definitely did not want to live in Washington. She didn't like political office. She didn't want any of that stuff. And his name was Truman. How many of you have heard of President Truman? You know, you understand. He took, when he came into office, he came into office during the Second World War. He came into the United States at the tail end of a depression. He came into the United States during the hardest time you could possibly rule. And he prayed the prayer of Solomon saying, God, give me wisdom to rule these people. Solomon and that wisdom was so smart and did so well that people came from miles around to see how great the kingdom was. Understand that that same prayer ushered in for the United States something incredible. Realize, before World War II, the United States was the 18th leading economic power in the world. After World War II, by far number one. What is it about that prayer? What is it about wisdom that makes you so buoyant? Check out this scripture. This is what it is. Here it is. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge Him and He will direct your path. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge Him and He will direct your path. You know which path you're taking when it comes to a buoyant life? It's not a path down because that path is not going to lead you to life. It's not a path to the left because that path is not going to help you out. It's not even a path to the right because that path is not going to take you where you need to go. The buoyant life is about having a path that goes straight up. Being able to rise up to the top. Being able to rise above the thing that's holding you down. Now how do we get there? How does that take place? Well understand first and foremost, I want you to understand what's the big idea here. And that is that the blessed life is a buoyant life that moves above circumstances. The blessed life is a buoyant life that moves above circumstances. Your circumstances are like that water and it'll drown you if you stay there too long. But let me tell you something. Buoyancy is understanding how God can take you to the top. So how does this thing work? What goes on? Understand that if you're going to go up to the top, there are three things that really need to take place. The first thing is, is something has got to show. Something has got to show up. Now, Pastor Kevin mentioned surfers. You know, when I was younger, there was a a surfer that was really good. He was known for riding these gigantic waves. His name was Jay Moriarty. Some of you may have seen the movie Chasing Mavericks. That's about his life. And what took place with him was he learned to ride these 45-foot waves, these gigantic waves that he would drop off the face of. And here's the thing about riding a wave like that. If you fall over, you're probably not going to make it. I mean, these are waves that can kill you. They're so big and understand that for him he had to understand buoyancy he had to be at the place that he understood how to go from being buried by a wave falling down and having millions or thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds of water burying him down to the surface pushing him down into the deep just like some of us feel sometimes in life and and everybody around him who was watching him surf that wave understood that until they saw his head come up he was in danger You see, when your head comes up above the water, when your head comes up above the situation, it ought to be a testimony that you have survived, that you've made it through, that something worked out. So in other words, in the buoyant life, there's something that has to show. You know what it is? Your face needs to be able to show as a testimony. That's what needs to be able to go on. We need to be able to get up to the top of our situations, and that has to be able to show. Let me tell you what gets you there. What gets you there is the Lord. Understanding trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Leaning not on your own understanding. In all of your ways acknowledge Him and He will direct your path. Understand your path is straight up. And when you get to the place that you come back up to the top and people say, How in the world were you able to come out of the depression that you were under? How in the world were you able to come out of the situation that was burying you down so hard How were you able to do that? The way that you're able to do that is being able to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding that in all of your ways you acknowledge Him. And he will direct your path. Understand that not only do some things have to show, but there are also some things that are going to have to go. You know what has to go? is whatever it is that's weighing you down. If you are buried up under the water, the last thing you want to do is hold on to something. All right. I don't care how much you like your concrete brick. <laughs> if you are drowning, you need to drop that thing. No matter how much, you you might be somebody who really likes to hold on to stuff. If you are, don't raise your hand. You might be one of those people who kind of has a little bit of hoarder to you. You know, you like to keep stuff. My dad's like that. He's got like stuff everywhere, you know. It's all organized. It's all got its place, but he likes to hold on to everything because he might need it one day, you know. And understand that that may be you, but if if it's drowning you, the last thing you want to do is try to hold on to it. So, I want to give you a couple of things that need to go from your life a couple of things that you've got to be able to get out of your life because if you keep them in your life they're going to drown you the first thing is this here's the first thing that's really got to go is greed Greed has to be able to leave our lives. If we try to hold on to the things that make us greedy, we're going to miss out on all the things that God has for us. Greed. Don't try to hold on to and hoard things and hold on and hold back because generosity is the very thing that will make your life rise up to the top. That doesn't make any sense, you know? I sit there and look at that and I think how in the world is it that I'm going to give things away and that's going to make my life better. But when you really look at it, it's the people who give, 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 give that are the ones who experience that much more. They're happier people. They have more than other people have. How is that? Why, how does that work? Because quite frankly, in regular understanding of mathematics, it doesn't work that way. If I give things away, I shouldn't have things. You know? I mean like 2 minus 2 shouldn't equal 18. It just shouldn't work that way. But somehow it does. Somehow, you know how that somehow it is? It's trusting the Lord with all your heart. Here it is. Lean not on your own understanding if you're trying to hold on to your own understanding that's what will sink you your own understanding will tell you never ever ever be generous never ever ever just give your stuff away But you understand that the key to life is having that generosity and saying, I'm going to give this away. I'm going to to help this person out. I'm in my small group and there's a group of people who are sitting around in our small group and hanging out and being able to understand each other in life. I, I need to be able to give if there's a need in my small group. If there's a need in the community that I'm a part of. I'm here with a good friend today Cliff Elrod and he leads a small group that meets in my house and he always shows a video when we start out that talks about biblical gons and what it's talking about is taking care of your neighbor's garden. And if your neighbor's garden's falling apart, making sure that you look out for your neighbor. Because if theirs falls apart and theirs is above you, it's going to sink you too and it's going to sink everybody below you. That's how a church breaks down. That's how a community breaks down is they don't take care of each other. So we've got to be a people that understand that greed has got to go. Generosity has to be what's in our life. That's what has to be able to take place generosity There's one of my good friends here Josie Toothman man she is such a generous person I just appreciate her so much for that and she has that in her life do you have that in your life where you understand a need that is there that you're going to sow into somebody else because being able to have that as a part of your life is going to be the very thing that's going to bring you up to the top however beware can I put a warning sticker on this because there are some people who are generous who don't understand how generosity truly works. You see, community and generosity are connected. All right. When you disconnect community and generosity, somebody will rob you blind. There are people out there who want to take, 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 take. And they will come to you because they understand that you're generous. And they understand that you're giving. And they want to get, 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 get. So they're going to try and take everything from you. And when you do that, that's when you end up in an enabler situation. That's when you end up, you're not helping them. You're hurting them. Why? Because they need to be in community before they experience generosity. And if generosity ever precedes community, you're not doing somebody a favor. You know, the first thing you need to do is say, are you in biblical community? Because if not, come and get into a small group with us. There are going to be people who are going to give you mentoring. There are going to be people who are going to bless your life. There are going to be people who are going to speak into you. And you're going to get into a situation where I'm going to help you and my helping you means you're going to help somebody else that's community when it's not community it's to be i'm going to help you and then you feel like you deserve it two weeks later to get the same thing that i helped you with and then two weeks later from that you don't want to be my friend anymore when i stop giving you what i gave you see that's when generosity precedes community we have to be a people who understand how to have that take place so what's got to go the obligation of others Never take on somebody else's obligation without God's direction. Let me say that again. Never take on someone else's obligation without God's direction. All right. Always, always be generous within the community that you are a part of. Someone's in your small group. Someone's in your life. They fall on tragedy in life. You need to look out for them. You need to make sure they're okay. And they're, they in turn, one day you may need what they have. And that's how God works. And it's beautiful. So greed has got to go. Greed has got to go. We've got to be able to show. We've got to be able to emerge. We've got to be able to come into the situation where we show what God is doing. But also greed has got to be something that leaves our lives. Let me give you an example of how this takes place, that understanding of connection. I hear, I, there's a beautiful story. They, they actually made a movie about this, but there's a preacher, his name is Ian. There's another surfing example. You know, I love these things, man, because it deals with buoyancy. But this guy is a preacher who this morning in England preached a sermon, who this morning led people to Christ. But do you understand that he, there was a time in his life he was a surfer guy that was going all over, spending all the money that he had going everywhere, surfing waves all over Australia. And he was going into South, uh, into South Africa and going all around where some of the best waves in the world are, seeking after the perfect wave. Well, one night, this guy, his name was Ian, and he's diving and he ends up getting stung by a a jellyfish that is so dangerous and so deadly that he goes out to the shore and he's laying there and everybody who gets stung by these things dies. I mean, it's, it's going to kill you. It's going to take you out. The level of poison that it puts into your body is huge. And here he is, he's been diving, he comes back to the surface, he's laying down on the beach because the boat that had to bring him back had to go back and get the other people who were diving with him. And here he is laying on the beach. And at the very time that he's laying on the beach, he has a praying mother. Can I tell you guys something? There's something about a praying mama. There's something about a praying mother that is amazing, that's incredible. And mom feels the presence of God speaking to her, and she begins to pray for her son because her heart gets heavy. And she lays down, and she begins to say, Lord, touch my son. Lord, take care of my son. Lord, get him to where he's okay. And here he is in community and, and that understanding and that power. As mom's sitting there praying, he hears a voice as he's laying there that says, Ian, get up. If you fall asleep, you're going to die. And he gets up. This is a true story. He gets up and he goes in and they, they eventually get him into the hospital. Now here's the crazy thing. This guy literally died on the table. Oh my gosh. And mom's praying. And mom's asking God for her son. Now, He's already dead, and they're writing up his report. And and the nurse who's writing up his report, all of a sudden this kid st- sits up. That's why he's preaching the gospel today. That's why he's not out going to, and, and surfing some wild waves and tro- going and chasing after this wild party lifestyle. That's not what he's doing. Today he wants to share with people the gospel because God impacted his life so powerfully and so wonderfully. And he began to forgive everybody that was around him. And he asked God, forgive me of my sins. And that message is so ingrained into him that he's now sharing it with everybody that's around him. Generosity is pouring out from him. He has understood that there are things that had to go from his life. And he also understood that there are things that need to grow in his life. There are some things that need to go, and then there are some things that need to grow. All right. You know, the Bible says, in the um, same guy, Solomon, who I talked to you about, uh, in uh, Proverbs chapter 23, verse 23, it says, buy the truth and do not sell it. Also gain wisdom, instruction, and understanding. Understanding of God and who He is. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Understanding God is the very thing that's going to make you buoyant. That's what's got to grow on the inside of you. Man, it's like air in your lungs when you're trapped under the water. When you feel like you're just trapped by life's circumstances and you're trapped by life's situations and you're trapped by life's problems. Trust me, I've learned all about this from my upbringing. I I don't know if you guys know this or not, but I'm a a PK, you know. I'm a PK. I'm a psychologist kid. My mother's a psychologist and my stepdad's a psychiatrist, All right, So I've been around this where I understand and, and hear about people who are constantly buried under problems of life. But the key is when you trust in the Lord with all your heart and not on your own understanding. The understanding of God is like air in your lungs that rises you back up to the top. How much are you taking time to sit down with your family, with the community that surrounds you to open up the Bible and say, let's understand God. How much are you taking time to sit down and take time to pray? And I'm not just talking about prayer where you're praying with a group of people and you're trying to see how, you're trying to uh, check off a prayer checklist but you literally are saying, God I just want to spend some time with you. Where you're in your car and you're driving and you're saying, Lord, I just want to hang out with you today. I want to learn from you today. I want you to show me things today. Because in that understanding, it is like air in your lungs. He'll begin to bring you up above the circumstances of depression. He'll begin to bring you up above the circumstances that try to pin you down. He'll make you more generous. He'll point out to you when your generosity could be detrimental to somebody. He'll bring all of those things together in your life if you'll trust in the Lord. I'm reminded of a surfer girl. Hmm. Now, I want to point this out. Probably if you were to say to me, name a girl surfer, I would say to you, Frida Zamba. Because I heard a lot about her when I was growing up. Most people I say Frida Zamba. And if you didn't grow up in the surfing world, you're probably like, who in the world is she? However, if I said to you, there's a surfer girl named Bethany. A lot of you are going to shake your head and go, oh yeah, that's the girl who had her arm bit off by a shark. Now, understand, Bethany is nowhere near as good of a surfer as Frida Zamba. There's no way she could even hold a candle to how well Frida Zamba could surf. But however, we know who Bethany is because life's circumstances hit her so hard and she rose above them. Understand, she's out there one day practicing, trying to get ready for a regional surf contest. And a shark comes and bites her arm off. And for a lot of people, that's it, man. Time to go into depression. Time to get sunk into problems of life. And time to be a victim. And time to say, oh my gosh, life has hit me so hard. And I don't deserve this and all those things. But instead of doing that, she was somebody who chose to rise to the top. She was somebody who came to understand who the Lord is. She was somebody who says that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. She was one of those who came to understand understand that she could do all things through Christ Jesus who gives her strength and that means yes a shark may have bit my arm off but I can still go to this surf contest and all of a sudden we know who Bethany is We don't know who Bethany is because of her surfing skills so much. We know who Bethany is because of her faith. You see, people need to be able to know who you are because of your faith. And the harder life circumstances are, the more they try to bury you, the more you're going to be able to rise up to the top when your faith is there. That is the very thing that needs to be able to grow. We need to be a people who understand that. And if you would... I want to share with you one more scripture as i come bring this to a close and this is the scripture it's found in um it's found in uh first peter we're gonna to go to first peter chapter 4 verse 7 first peter chapter 4 verse 7 and in going to first peter chapter 4 verse 7 i want to point something out to you this was a guy who we understand to be a great believer. This was a guy who in the early church is like the guy. I mean, Jesus looked at this guy and he said to him, take care of my church. Feed my sheep. You know, this is the guy who when it was the day of the New Testament church he's the one who gets up and preaches the very first sermon. This guy. And this guy had so much wisdom and this is what he said in First Peter chapter 4 verse 7 through 10. It said, The end of the world is coming soon. Therefore, be earnest and disciplined in your prayers. That's buoyant. Most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other. Did you hear that? Most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other. For love covers a multitudes of sin. For love covers a multitude of sin. Cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal or a place to stay. God has given each of you a gift from him that, from him that his great variety of spiritual gifts, use them well and serve one another. In other words, God has gifted every single one of you with something that can come into this community that we're instead of just you being buoyant and rising to the top think about this every one of you begins to build a network of buoyancy that begins to join together and all of you make a decision to say we're going to show each other so much love and the things that rise us to the top it's going to be the very thing that's going to bring us up out of our situation so I don't know what you've been going through I don't know what's taken place in your life but this is what I want you to see there are and this is in your notes there are weights that need to be removed there are things that happen in the buoyant life there are weights that need to be removed there's an infilling number two that needs to take place and number three you've got to be able to emerge above your situation and that's the buoyant life and how that takes place now the beautiful thing is when you're not doing it alone It's when you're doing it with others. Would you join hands with somebody next to you? That's all right. And let's take a moment to just pray and to ask God to begin to move in your hearts and in your lives that God would move you above any circumstance or situation that is attempting to hold you down. So, Father, you are incredible. You're wonderful. You're above anything that we could think of. You can do above anything that could come in our way. You're the one who can bring us up above every situation. That when life hits us like a giant wave bearing us down, you're the one that brings us back up to the top. You're the one who teaches us how to let go of the things that are dragging us down you're the one who infills us with what we need to be able to be buoyant and rise to the top you're the one who brings us up to the surface as a testimony to everyone else to say this is how you rise above situations so lord i pray right now your power and blessing over each and every one of us not just for ourselves but for everybody else in the community to be able to rise up above and Lord right now I ask you to bring this about in the mighty name of Jesus Amen 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 Can we put our hands here and thank Pastor Brett for that word